welcome to the Primary Ride Home for Thursday, April 25th, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Higgins. Today, Joe Biden makes it official, Cory Booker releases his tax returns, and a look behind the scenes of the Biden run from before his announcement. Here's what you missed today from the campaign trail. As expected, Joe Biden has now officially launched his third campaign for president, bringing the field of major candidates to 21 by my count. He released a video this morning with the title, America is an Idea. In the video, he speaks directly to camera with rousing orchestral music swelling underneath. And his message is a direct attack against President Trump, as well as an appeal to the values Biden sees as core to the American identity. And the lens Biden uses to present his case is the demonstrations in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017. The video even includes footage of that horrible night march on the Jefferson lawn. Let me read what Biden says at the beginning of his video. Quote, Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We know it by heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. We've heard it so often it's almost a cliche, but it's who we are. We haven't always lived up to those ideals. Jefferson himself didn't but we've never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment in this nation in the last few years. End quote. Biden goes on to describe the, quote, Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis, end quote, while ominous music plays over footage of that march. And Biden notes that their rhetoric was, quote, the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s, end quote. He describes the protesters who countered the march and even references Heather Heyer, although not by name, saying, quote, a brave young woman lost her life, end quote. And then Biden went straight at Trump. This is a long quote, but I include it because it is such a direct message. I think it deserves the time. Biden said, quote, and that's when we heard the words of the president of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And in that moment, I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. I wrote at the time that we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. Well, that's even more true today. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, who we are. And I cannot stand by and watch that happen. The core values of this nation, our standing in the world, our very democracy, everything that has made America, America, is at stake. End quote. Okay, so that is a super clear message, and it is consistent with what Biden has been saying for years. I mean, in it, he references his own op-ed from 2017 about Charlottesville. And this notion of American values is something he's been talking about for decades. Remember, Biden started serving in the Senate in 1973. 
Now, after watching that video, I checked Biden's YouTube channel just to see if he had any other videos, and he does. Just one. The other video is titled, Joe Biden para Presidente Palabras. Apologies to my high school Spanish teacher for my pronunciation there, I hope I was close. Anyway, if you are not a Spanish speaker, that translates as, Joe Biden for President, words. And it's an alternate message, it is not a translation of the English language video, it's a whole other thing. In the Spanish video, a series of Spanish-speaking Americans deliver their own messages, basically saying, listen to what Joe Biden has done for this country, especially its blue-collar workers, and listen to the words he says, particularly one quote I didn't include from his other video, quote, no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can't achieve if you work at it, end quote. The video also opens with people saying three key words in Spanish, opportunity, optimism, and equality. Now, Biden's campaign website, like those of all the major candidates, is also available in Spanish, by the way. In the Wall Street Journal, Ken Thomas wrote about what's next for Biden. Quote, Mr. Biden arrives as a leading contender but will face a number of hurdles at the start of his campaign. His Democratic rivals have had a head start on fundraising for several months. His centrist politics might not sit well with some of the party's liberal activists in the early voting states of Iowa and New Hampshire, and he will need to defend past policy stances now out of date among Democrats. In recent weeks, he faced criticism from women who said his tendency to touch people made them uncomfortable. Mr. Biden didn't apologize, but said he would be more mindful. If elected, Mr. Biden would be the oldest president to enter the White House. End quote. And again, a reminder here about the age thing, Bernie Sanders is one year older than Biden, so he would also be the oldest president to enter the White House if elected. Okay, in New York Magazine, Margaret Hartman wrote, quote, Biden plans to underscore his frontrunner status by focusing on the general election rather than the 20 or so Democrats he has to fend off to get there. With his Obama-esque logo, Biden is clearly leaning into the idea that voters can give themselves a do-over and go back to the world as it was before the 2016 election, end quote. And back to the Wall Street Journal to round out our Biden coverage for now. Quote, as vice president, Mr. Biden often served as the administration's emissary to working class voters in states such as Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, states that proved crucial to Mr. Trump's triumph in the 2016 election. If he can win the Democratic nomination, Mr. Biden will compete for those blue-collar workers who helped propel Mr. Trump to the presidency. Mr. Biden is scheduled to attend a private fundraiser in Philadelphia Thursday organized by former Pennsylvania Governor Ed Rendell and several longtime supporters. He is slated to hold his first public campaign event Monday in Pittsburgh, where he plans to address union workers, followed by a trip to Iowa. After visiting Iowa, Mr. Biden plans to travel to South Carolina, Nevada, California, and New Hampshire, and then hold an event in Philadelphia on May 18th. So maybe Biden will stand atop the rocky steps at the Philadelphia Museum of Art after all. I will let you know when we know for sure. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. 
Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Senator Cory Booker released 10 years of tax returns late yesterday, going all the way back to 2009. It sure feels like this 10-year period for tax returns is now the norm for the Democratic field. We'll have to see if that holds up in later elections. Anyway, Booker's most recent return from 2018 is pretty simple. He brought in $174,000 as a U.S. senator, just like all the other senators in the race. He paid state and local taxes in New Jersey, which brought down his adjusted gross income for the year to just under $153,000. And he also donated $24,000 to charity, which is frankly a shocking proportion of his AGI. It's almost 16%. Now, looking at his previous returns, that charitable contribution is actually pretty consistent. He gives a nice chunk to charity every year, including a whopping $82,500 in 2012, and then just under $242,000 in 2013. Those are real, genuine standout numbers in this field. Having said that, in those years, he made a lot more money than he did in 2018. Nolan D. McCaskill, writing for Politico, analyzed what the tax returns add up to over the course of the whole decade. Quote, Senator Cory Booker brought in nearly $3 million in public speaking fees and royalties over the past decade, according to tax documents his presidential campaign released Wednesday. End quote. Now, to put this in context, we have candidates all over the map in terms of income in the current field. Many of them are married filing jointly, with some bringing in dramatic amounts of money, most notably Kamala Harris, whose total was about $1.9 million last year. Of course, most of that was her spouse's income. Booker is single, and as the Politico article notes, he made that $3 million over the course of an entire decade. Still, he's doing all right. Also, his tax returns are fairly complex, generally running dozens of pages since he has to file in a bunch of states for those speaking gigs and other self-employment income. These returns are nowhere near as simple as, for instance, those Sanders returns, which started out as handwritten over just a few pages. Now, look, as someone who has spent a surprising amount of time reading other people's tax returns lately, I want to summarize what this all looks like to me. So my read on the Booker returns is pretty simple. He is in the middle of the pack financially. He gives a lot to charity relative to his income. He is unmarried, which does affect how we look at his numbers. And his returns are super long and complicated, mainly because he travels a whole lot for work. And he has to file a bunch of forms because of that. All right, one more Biden piece to round out the day. In a long piece for New York Magazine, Gabriel DeBenedetti takes us behind the scenes of some key moments leading up to Joe Biden's announcement today. The story is titled, How Biden Plans to Steamroll the 2020 Democratic Field, and there are a lot of moments in the story that were news to me. 
First up, Biden met with Terry McAuliffe, the former governor of Virginia we talked about last week when he officially declared that he was not running for president in this cycle. And at that time, I pointed out that McAuliffe resembled Joe Biden politically. And if Biden were to run, there wouldn't be much point in McAuliffe running too, since Biden's name recognition and experience in politics are big assets. And of course, McAuliffe has a lot of work to do to keep Democrats in power in Virginia. But the thing I didn't know and what this article lays out is that Biden asked McAuliffe to join the Biden campaign to lead fundraising efforts. And McAuliffe said no. Now, these guys are longtime friends, so we can assume that that was a polite no, but still, that's notable. The article goes on to point out that Biden visited with former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid of Nevada a few months ago and asked him straight out whether Reid would endorse Biden. And Reid said no. Now, Reid cited his personal policy of not endorsing anyone so that his state's caucus wouldn't have undue influence from the top, but still, chalk up another no on Biden's list of asks. Now, in an Associated Press article from this morning, we learn that Biden met with Simone Sanders and made a big ask, join his campaign as a senior advisor. Reading from the AP, quote, Sanders has been heavily recruited by 2020 contenders. She had a lengthy meeting with the former vice president a few weeks ago, and he followed up with a job offer, end quote. Now, remember, Simone Sanders was the press secretary for Bernie Sanders, no relation, during his 2016 campaign. And since then, she's appeared on CNN a whole lot as a commentator. I've even quoted her on this show. She is also black, and as the AP says, Biden's top advisors are primarily, and I quote, older white men, end quote. Now, Simone Sanders said yes. All right, back to the New York Magazine article, quote, I think you will see a lot of key elected endorsements come out of the chute, said James Smith, the Biden friend and former South Carolina legislator who ran for governor unsuccessfully in 2018. Biden is wagering that in an age of digital fundraising, insurgent politics, and Trump's Twitter wars, this kind of thing still matters, especially when he's likely to be target number one for the rest of the field. Yet, in the Biden team's eyes, it's only natural. Their guy is in a unique position to approach even the top potential endorsers who are unlikely to weigh in for anyone else and say, we've known each other forever and I'm your best bet, end quote. And that has already started working, especially for folks from his home states of Delaware, where he served as senator, and Pennsylvania, where he was born. Now, as I write this, early on Thursday, Biden has been endorsed by... Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, Senator Tom Carper, also of Delaware, Senator Bob Casey of Pennsylvania, Senator Doug Jones of Alabama, Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. According to a tweet this morning from David Rutz, citing Biden's campaign manager, apparently Biden has asked Barack Obama not to endorse him. Other reporting says Obama already had a policy of not endorsing anyone at the primary stage anyway, so not sure what's up with that. Now, one more bit about union support, which is Biden's bread and butter from New York Magazine. Quote, Biden speaks regularly with House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, the South Carolina congressman who's widely acknowledged as the most influential Democrat in that early voting state. And he's remained in close contact with a number of labor leaders he'd like to play important roles in his bid, including AFL-CIO President Richard Trumka and Harold Schaitberger, who runs the International Association of Firefighters Union that's expected to endorse him later this month. Team Biden is expecting this relationship specifically to come in handy soon, 
While most national labor organizers are expected to stay on the sidelines for the foreseeable future, given the sheer number of candidates, local firefighter unions are already planning their efforts for the former VP. We're absolutely going to be supportive, said Joe Van Hollen, the president of the Des Moines chapter, previewing what's likely to be a union-led RV tour of Iowa's 99 counties on Biden's behalf, end quote. Union support is key, and it really does matter to Democrats, especially in states like Pennsylvania, and Biden's strength among blue-collar workers is a huge deal. But... I really have to focus on that thing about the RV tour. Now listen, I want to see all the candidates do RV tours. This is prime social media material, you know, picking out the RV, like whether it's a classic Vanagon or an Airstream. Yeah, I know it's technically a trailer, but close enough. Or some like modern magic RV with a pop out and a self leveler. All the elements of RV selection and maintenance and decoration and driving are ways for candidates to talk about who they are and what kinds of choices they make. Is the RV made in America? Does the RV have bathroom facilities? Or do you have to stop at gas stations to meet the locals? That's a whole video right there. And just to get ahead of this, I also need to see a minimum of 10 years of maintenance records for each RV because that's the only way I can really trust the financials. That's it for another episode of The Primary Ride Home. I have been your host, Chris Higgins. You can find me on Twitter at Chris Higgins. So, as I kind of expected, Biden took all the media attention today, even though there was a big multi-candidate event on Wednesday evening. I will cover that tomorrow, and I think you'll dig it. Meanwhile, if you want some official Biden merchandise, might I recommend the Cup of Joe mug? It's 25 bucks, it's union-made right in the USA, but that is kind of a spendy mug there, I gotta say. I don't know, I'm not gonna buy it. Alright, I will talk to y'all tomorrow.